Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for tapping on our conversation with Sylvan Esso. It is an honor to be in your ears today. We have a lot to discuss with them. Life, music, no rules, Sandy, and a whole lot more. Please subscribe to our podcast, share it with those you care about, and enjoy. Here's Sylvan Esso. Hello, beautiful human. Uh, my name is Zach. That is Dan, and we welcome to the studio Sylvan Esso. Woo! Woo! Wow. Was that planned? Yeah. <laughs> you guys rehearsed that? We rehearsed yeah. it in the, in the hotel before we got to yeah. every one of these. Yeah. Uh-huh. You see, you know, there are groups that do that. K-pop groups in particular rehearse their intro, yeah. I mean, over and over and over the and discipline. over and over again. Inspiring. Discipline is the word. Is it inspiring? Uh, <laughs> it is exciting to see. What do you think of... So, one, big fan, I love folk music, and I love folk and electronic music, and that is what you guys do. I mean, right off the bat, I want to know, like, why do you think those two genres work so well together? Why do they complement each other? You know, I'm not sure. the The wildest part is that uh, when Nick Nick and I got together to make songs, we were just like, "What does it look like when we do when we make songs together?" And mm. it happens to look like folk and electronic music, but. I, I don't know. We I th- set out to make a pop band, which is yeah. the weirdest part. Exactly. But like what, yeah, when you're reaching for genre, usually that's where all the fun begins. So, okay, is the, when you say reaching for genre, that's when the fun begins. So is it setting a goal, like not a goal, but at least some sort of sonic expectation so you have somewhere to aim? Because some people I also think, start with nothing. I mean, we we kind of do half and half because like when we first started, we, we I had made a remix for her which is kind of we based the initial sound of the band around this like remix thing that we had done um but it kind of quickly became a like pop experiment and i feel like it was that it, it became that because that was kind of the natural thing we were doing together that was kind of our natural combination um but i do think that when mm. you set out to when you have at least some idea of what you want to do it's really helpful because it then you're not starting with the possibility of like everything like from everything how do we narrow it down to a three and a half minute song you know what i mean like i think it's helpful to start with like a frame like like uh you know like form poetry or something i think that there's like a there's a beauty in like working within a constraint because I think it shows you the person within that frame. Do you Indeed. know what I mean? Indeed, which of course is also the essence of pop music. That it's Absolutely. like working to reach into a form. Well, and by the way, I think that form is up for interpretation, right? And mm-hmm. I think that form comes in many different forms, right? And I always say that, and I, it's so interesting that you 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 bring that up because 
I like try to hit home and I don't think I always make sense. Also, one of my fears is of communicating poorly with people around me. Um, but I, I do believe that like pop music has the ability to literally sound like absolutely anything and everything. It's not a sonic sound. It may be some formulation or a structure to the way a song is presented, but like sonically, there's no everything needs to sound different from another because pop is collectively popular songs. I mean, and that's I feel like where it ties back into folk music. Like that's what folk music is. Folk music is like music for everybody, like coming together to sing a thing, which is to me the ultimate goal of pop. It's mm-hmm. literally just short for popular. You know, yeah. like what is what is everybody agreeing on at any given moment in human musical history? You know what I mean? Totally. And the dream is, how do you create a song that when you're done singing it, someone can sing it back to you? Do you feel like you've done that so far? Yes. I, I feel so. like, yeah. I mean, that was, that was kind of one of the things, like one of our first songs was this, was this song, Hey Mommy, and part of the, the like wink of that song to me was that it's the same song twice. And the second time you hear it, it's the party version. And so, like, we teach you the song, and then it gets exciting, and then you know it already, and you can sing along. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, that kind of thing, I think, is really exciting to me as a listener. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's... We, we talk all the time about, like, how do we... Like, we make really weird music, but we try to make as many doorways into that music for somebody to access it as possible. So, like, we try to make stuff that's very specific but not alienating. You know, like something that doesn't, there's no bar for entry a for little, you to like it. Yeah, a little alienating though. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, that's why I like, I like that like somebody who knew nothing about us and nothing about any of our reference points or any of that could maybe hear something and just be like, oh, like I really love this and it makes me think of my grandpa or whatever. But like, if you do know everything. Your grandpa? That, well, I'm not, you know. <laughs> no, but some of those records give, like, <laughs> no record of yours sounds alike and they all give different, very oh, thanks. S- oh, thank specific you. yet general energy. And, the other thing that you like hit on was folk music just br- brings people together, right? But so does electronic dance music. Like when sure, you yeah. when, when you think of a festival, like what is that but a gathering of like-minded people coming together to just get lost in music? So I mean, tying the two the together, club, like the history of dance music, electronic dance music in the United States, like is is exclusively about that. It's yeah. about like creating a space where like usually like marginalized populations can come together and feel safe and make a thing happen. You know, like like feel free together. You know, like isn't I mean that's just what I would hope every concert we ever give could be is like a place for people to go and like feel seen, you know. Yeah. Is electronic dance music the new folk music? Um I don't know. Or is it just now folk electronic music? <laughs> well, I think they all have similar goals. You it's know? all storytelling too, right? Like Isn't that folk music? Feel free and like emotionally connected and like and and heard and like somebody else out there gets the thing that they've been thinking about. I mean, like that's all part of the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Can you can you balance out the the detailed storytelling that comes along with folk music, but also simplify it in a way that like works in electronic dance music? I think it, I don't know, the definition of folk music is so uh, shaky to me in that like there are all sorts of genres of folk music that we've decided is folk music and (laughs) in reality like the thing that we call folk music was usually like English songs that made their way to Appalachia and then were regurgitated and like spread across the mountains or like 
songs that came from slaves that then white people took and were like, this is ours now. Um, what else is new? Classic. <laughs> I had this great idea. <laughs> um, I'm Elvis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know how to say, like, all songs are storytelling, right? Like, they're at pretty much every single one, like, even now, like, the like the basic thing of like you and like I'm getting ready to go out to the club and it's gonna be great. That, that, you know, like that's a story. That's a story. Yeah. yeah, or well, like I love you and you don't love me as much and I'm mad about that, but I'm persevering. You know. <laughs> well, I also feel like one thing I, I really feel like about your lyrics is that the more specific you get, it seems like the more somehow conversely the more opportunities there are for other people to to like make it their own story. That always happens. Yeah. That's the dream. I think you want you want to write something that's specific enough so that everyone's like, ah, oh, that's about me. It's like specific in general, but also people like detail. Like they attach themselves to detail, mm-hmm. and they all have that. They all have their version of that one detail. But you got to share that detail to get there. Mm-hmm. It helps. I mean, that's the foundation to a great relationship. And like, I think music at the end of the day, that is, that is what it is now. A relationship? I mean, between you and somebody else, like people like give you, I mean, there is something there in terms of like, I do think some of the greatest artists of our time are people that you feel attached to, you want to be invested in. Mm. You also feel lost in their words and you feel more understood about yourself. No? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like any, any art. I feel that way about writers all the time too, where it's just like, like hearing somebody articulate a thing that you had been thinking but failing to articulate yeah you know is so or feeling and harboring you know yeah, like the, totally it's, it's so you never knew how to put a point on it and then somebody comes along and does it and you feel like oh i thought that was just me spinning in my own head and like this person has this too it's just a great way to not feel alone i mean it's a lonely <laughs> scene out there you know? it is but why it, do you think a song like coffee blows up and becomes so big i have no I don't know. <laughs> People really like it. Uh, I think they like it because uh, it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, people use it as their wedding song a lot, which is strange to me because I think it's a very sad song about like about um, maybe not sad, but m- almost all the songs that I write are, are kind of melancholic in nature. I guess it's about being like in relationship with yourself. And like constantly coming back to who you are, when you're like coming in and out of relationship. But the, the fact that so, the fact that people are like, we're going to use this as our <laughs> wedding song. Where I'm yeah. like, okay, dog, <laughs> whatever works for you. Yeah, I that's also fine. think that's hard. There's a thing that happens in that song that, like, to me, you know, that whole song feels like it's 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 about that first time you figure out that like the feelings of love and infatuation are reproducible mm-hmm. and that it maybe wasn't this like one time only special thing yeah. you know and how kind of sad that is but we we flip it at the end and have the resolve of the same line change to a major resolve which i don't know if anybody clocks this but like in my mind when we were writing that we did it that way because that's how a lot of like life chapter changes or lessons have felt to me, Mm. you know, where like something you you realize something and at first it's like deeply depressing. And, and then after you move through that, 
you realize that it's actually not depressing. It's this beautiful, like, thing about the eternal cycle that you're a part of. You know, like, there's this kind of moving through an initial woe is me feeling that feels so cathartic mm -hmm. to me. Um, and that's part of what, to me, I think I was trying to accomplish by, like, that major flip at the end there. And I think if that wasn't, I don't know, it's like, I think that's one of those things that even maybe people don't realize that they're tying into. Yeah. I don't know. 100%. I hope. <laughs> Happy and sad at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It gives Maybe you all also, the is that pop music? I think pop music is a way of like happily talking about sad things. That is true. Okay. I would I would definitely, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's enough to be a, a, a defined bucket under the uh, umbrella that is pop music. Yeah, I think my favorite, my favorite, like the only thing I can take away from High Fidelity now is that like opening <laughs> sequence where he's like talking about how pop music is the saddest thing in the world. Like it's about talking about sad things happily. Well, it is true. And when you tear it apart and like strip away the production, it does get pretty, it's pretty sad. Oh, yeah. But it's, uh, it's sad out there. You oh, know, we love it. Be. We love the sad. Yeah, it's great. What is your process like? Do you start by crafting lyrics and then you go to production or are you writing to something that's already made or produced? For this most recent record that we're putting out on um, August 12th, it's called No Rule Sandy. Uh, when we were making it, we like Sandy would start jamming, and I would just write "Stream of Con Consciousness." I usually do like lyrics and melody at the same time, so I can fit the syllables into oh, cool. scansion in a way that um, that's usually how I derive hook is through like the way syllables live in a line. Um, that's interesting. How did you figure that out? I just did it. Did, have you always done it that way? Yeah. Pretty much. I also, I don't, when I'm writing, I don't go to instrument. Like at first it was just out of, out of habit. I would just write in the air. And now I find like I can play the guitar and I can like plunk things out on the piano, but it usually leads to pretty simple uh, melodic lines. And so I like the option of just being able to go in the air. It leads to more surprises. What are you finding when he's jamming at the same time? It's not distracting, but like who, who leads? That's the fun part. It's both. But yeah, somebody has to start. It's a real... Well, for this one, like, a lot of times... Well, let's see. Okay, so on... We have a song called Sunburn that I... For that one, I had written the hook. And you wrote I the came whole thing, in, yeah. Yeah, I'd written the whole thing. And I came... Usually I write the first verse in the hook. And then it's like the dream. Like, I write the first verse in the hook, and then we see if Nick can, like write the rest of the music and then I write a second verse and a bridge and mm. um but for that one I like came in and sang what the beat should be and you can actually hear me singing it in the like in the turnaround yeah, of the chorus that. oh that's cool <laughs> um because we recorded that and then Nick built the beat over that and then we made it but but that's for like, getting rarer and rarer I feel like yeah or particularly on this record then like for echo party Nick had all of these songs were written in like 20 minutes pretty much or like the first the, the first the like groove the initial idea like was built like nick would make something and i would immediately respond and well, then we, we would build around it. the craziest part was we wouldn't like we wouldn't get there immediately like it's like we and this is usually how we do things we'd get together and be like hey what's what what do we want to what seems like it might be a jumping off place 
and you know on this record it was like all right let's just record just improvise a couple of vocal stacks and then i'll take that and i'm gonna sample that and kind of try to make that into maybe the, the and, chords and, and then, then when I'll... he gets something good i just say like yes go with that so mm. i kind of play conductor sometimes yeah, we kind of we push on each other yeah you know like like she'll be doing something and i'll be like that more like that but more like this and it should end up and then we'll keep you know like exactly or like of... yeah he'll be like manipulating a stack and i'll be like go back three paces usually we're we're recording while nick is jamming so i'll be like go back eight bars take this loop put it in a different thing loop that or like she won't be reacting to like my favorite part so then i'll be like okay i have to make something that's super fun over that so that she re it like reignites her to want to write over this thing like it's all about it's like all kind of trying to like Impress. ignite the other person yeah, yeah very personal chemistry yeah and because of that it leads to some really strange like usually nick and i hear the one in a different place which leads to like some truly weird musical moments. We have a song on our new record called Your Reality where we just kept both ones for each other. Like we wrote all of the musical parts to confirm both of our time signatures. Yeah, like normally we'd argue about that and then decide on one and then like arrange around that. And this time we were like, oh, it's, well, it's called Your Reality and like the whole thing is kind of about your your reality. And so we we're like, <laughs> let's just leave it. Let's Let's like validate each viewpoint so that anybody who hears it can hear it either way. Yeah, or it's like and why the time signature in Hey Mommy is so weird. Also, cuz I, oh, yeah, like I wrote it I wrote it for a different. You guys time hear different ones? I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought I, I thought it was just I thought it was well, one was a one. No. <laughs> I had I don't, no idea. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't think I think the one is wherever you want it to be. Yeah, we we oh, are you wow. at this console. Yeah, my <laughs> dyslexia, like my like neurodivergency is like do whatever you want. Like, yeah. Very upset about the idea of rules within music. Yeah. Yeah, they're all trash. I don't believe them. <laughs> so, where did no rules, Sandy, come from? It's a line, quite regularly. In that song. Yeah, quite regularly. When I'm, uh, like, recording lyrics for the first time, I'll write them and then record them. So it's the first time that Nick is hearing them as well. I, I'm sorry. I call Nick both Nick and Sandy, and I trade off. Yeah, I was a bit confused. There I'm sorry. Time. Just so <laughs> y'all and your listeners and people on the internet know, Sandy and Nick is the same person. Um, <laughs> either way, <laughs> when I was singing the backups for your reality, there's a backup part that's uh, like, No rules for me, no rules lately, no rules, Sandy. And I did it in a weird time signature and we looped it under it and so when I when I sang it it was the first time that Nick had heard me saying no rule Sandy so it was me just talking to him and our dear friend Jen was like that's the name of the record when we played it for her wow. yeah and it just it felt like it was kind of a like a symptom or like a hallmark of all this other stuff that was already going on you know like we had we had made these three records and felt like we had kind of like perfected the thing we started setting out to do mm. which then, was what i mean this idea of like like this sound that started with that first record it was like trying to find a way to make this a pop band that still felt like us and it that la like free love to me just feels like this like airtight p like i love that record yeah free love is our th third record that yeah. we released during the pandemic don't release a record during the pandemic <laughs> well you, <laughs> the you next one you said that that was the best music you've ever made right is that the album? To, That's to, what I thought. But now, that point. now I like this new record better. This just feels so much f like 
it feels so much loose. It feels so much less composed, maybe. And I'm, we're just not tr- like we made. We created this art project that was like, let's try to make a pop band. And the craziest thing happened where like it worked and people were like, you're a pop band now. And we were like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like we're like little weird DIY babies that Playing like Coachella, don't. Yeah. yeah. Like the like, you know, we started like I, you know, I managed my first band. I booked my first tours on MySpace. Like I'm like a like an indie rock dinosaur at this point. <laughs> Are Same you, with Sandy. Sandy used to use a binder. Are you talking about Mountain Man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sick. And, and but because of that, when Sylvan hit in this way that was like true and authentic, all of a sudden, like we were like cool kids on the pop scene. And I think I accidentally uh, forgot for for a moment. I forgot that it was an art project and I started like really leaning towards the major label sound or wanting wanting more and wanting the thing that I saw as success. Um, classic. Classic. Oops. I mean it led to Grammy nominations, so something worked. Oh, oh we yeah. had a blast. Like, we I'm were to- very yeah, proud of it we, all. Yeah. I'm I'm very grateful for what we've done and also uh, I love my soul and I want to keep it. Yeah, it just kind of felt like a recentering almost, you know, like like when we were making this, we didn't think that we were making a record. We were just like having fun together and trying to make something every day. You know what I mean? It, it literally we were making it for each other. Yeah, it's like we're back to experimentation. So does it redefine what success is? I mean, in yeah. What was that thing? Was it was it Charles Spearin you were talking to that he was like, you were talking about something working out and he was like, oh, that's got to be hard because now you can see how far it can go. It was Dev, Dev oh, Gupta. It's our friend Dev who's in the band Mr. Twin Sister. We're amazing. And we were talking about like the weird levels of this industry that you can get to where like when you, when you bump up and start playing bigger venues or when you like get like a new record deal or you get in like the company of others all of a sudden you can Start see on the radio whatever yeah. yeah when the ceiling pings up higher all of a sudden you're always back at the bottom like you're always like looking up being like oh man like well the next thing we do is an arena tour or like you, you know you can like see suddenly you see what you, you don't can, have as totally. opposed to like being like king should have fucked mountain <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, which would you rather be king should have fucked mountain or want to keep climbing well, that's the thing uh what day is it yeah what day is it <laughs> true yeah i felt that yeah right now in this moment uh we've been doing a lot we're very very tired <laughs> so king should have fucked mountain i mean i don't know i think the thing because of the nature of how this work is and how like all of a sudden our job is to truly be ourselves like the and like like when you when you decide to be a musician that's the trade that you make where you're like okay I'm going to be myself then it becomes like you asking me that is like what kind of life do you want yeah and today I want to be chill and have a wonderful time and just eat all of the most delicious food Mm -hmm. and love my friends and um you know like dance on the palm of the divine when i play shows and like i've got that (laughs) that's the thing i mean we're, we're getting 
we're getting to see what a bigger version of our band would look like and there's parts of that that are so cool and there's parts of that that i have no interest whatsoever in you know what i mean like and and so it's it's wild i, I feel like your whole life especially like growing up in america it's like like it's this capitalist like eternal growth thing mm -hmm. you know that you're where it's like it's like baked into you but I don't know I feel like you get to a certain point and we're extremely fortunate and so lucky and creatively fulfilled at like every new chapter of our like artistic life and I feel like I, we're in that phase where I'm kind of starting to question like is there anything else I really want besides oh. to keep doing the thing I'm doing now? Yes, I want to sit on the couch. Well, yeah, that. That's what I'm saying. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I... I mean, on, like, on late night. Like, I want to sit on the couch on late oh, night. Oh, that couch. Sorry. That's what I want to do. Oh. So you have, like, oh, Tonight Show Dreams? Yeah. Well, yeah, we've done it a lot. We've a done lot, a lot yeah. of TV. But I'd like... I'd you've like never done a late night TV appearance? No, we've done a bunch oh, of Oh, we've yeah, done yeah. so yeah. many. Oh. Yeah, but I've never sat on the couch. Oh, yeah, uh, we always play. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Mm. It's it's weird. It's like, but, I think at a certain point, if you're lucky, you get to kind of figure out what you want your success to look like, you mm. know? Because that's the thing. I think, you, I think it's easy to go along with the river of something and end up somewhere you didn't necessarily want to go without realizing it you know and i feel very fortunate at this point to be like man we're we're at a really cool level we get to make music with our friends we get to like bring up other artists that we love we get to like tour to in it like the coolest fan base <laughs> ever yeah i don't know man yeah we have a record label we have a studio i don't need to we're be chilling. beyonce you know like well i think that's like to your point you do need to reach a certain level of success, though, where you can then have the the luxury of choosing it's a huge luxury, the, the exactly. type of success you want to garner, and to get on the couch. There's a game that needs to be played where like people need to be invested in you more than just your music and like who you are as a personality and like what's the difference between an Ariana Grande and somebody who is just performing, you know? Exactly. exactly. I, and that's the real thing is that like I want the couch, but also like I'm not sure I want to let people in. Well, that's it. You said I want to pick the like, you know, you can't have there is you, you have to give up something. I know. And I don't want it's mine. It's so <laughs> it, it's, but it is like it is a dance, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Unless you go and invent a character that you then get to portray and then that's like captivating enough to go and, Which you know. It's nice. Which people do. People do do that. I mean, Pretty much everybody on the couch kind of has that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. You know what? That is true. But I can tell you this: the people that I know have sat on that couch who are the most talented and gifted. 
those what you are seeing is so deeply rooted in their genuine reality yeah totally that it the, the switch may be turned on a little bit tighter to on you know but like it's so rooted in truth yeah right th- which is what makes it so easy but also so widely palatable and enjoyable and like why people like really at the end of the day like will invest I in you I think people have really good bullshit detectors fuck you know yes I mean? now be- dude our phones everybody is accessible at all moments in time yeah. you can see everything somebody's doing you've seen it like you can read motherfuckers like nobody's business like you're right it's stronger than ever before well and i think that people i think no matter what people say we all want pomp and circumstance but like at the end of the day you people really respond to honesty yes even if it's something they don't like no. you know what i mean like and you believe it's their truth yeah and and i think that's when you see somebody who's like truly good at that you know like has truly figured out how to like be on the couch as themselves it's like because they figured out how to har- how to like harness that thing which is not easy totally no the only person i know who like really does it and who's like absolutely there is jenny slate like oh, who i know absolutely. personally yeah. you're like whoa it's you you're just there <laughs> so cool. you're just like famous and a person like at the same time yeah, it's the same thing yeah. yeah it's really special yeah she's so special it's but to your point of like people respecting honesty even if it's polarizing they don't agree like look at this have you heard of andrew tate the stupid motherfucker all over the internet <laughs> this guy is bald and he like gets he says the most insane disgusting horrific things we'll send you home with some links i'm so sorry I'm good probably does for he, wait does he say insane disgusting horrific things about bald people or no he just, he just happens to be bald. he just happens to be bald oh i don't oh. let's let's be real clear here i don't want to judge the bald community no 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 <laughs> i yeah i don't i'm i am not casting <laughs> any sort of judgment on the bald community at large <laughs> just andrew tate in specific andrew tate yeah. it was more a descriptor of like you might know him you may, yeah you may know him for having be- a noticeable visible appearance. for being a <laughs> Gross misogynist, terrible person. I'm trying to oh, keep bold garbage. Like everyone's trying, keeps trying to put misogynists in my feed, even if it's being like, "There's terrible," and it's like, "I'm out." <laughs> no, on that. I'm Let's just, they can stay in <laughs> the shadows, with that, man. Yeah. I'm good. But I like, deal with that every day, all the time. Like, why? They're out. Yeah, I'm yeah, so sorry. I'm they're very interested. out there. But people, but the truth is, people don't stand for it. Which, to your point, is like. If you're being genuine and honest, you garner pe- and even if it's your honesty, no matter how horrific it may be and how wrong it is. I mean, these are things you believe. I think you're terrible and like would love to make sure that like you get a vasectomy so you can't procreate in this world cuz like Yeah, like less of you would be great, but <laughs> people out there respect somebody for being honest, you know? I think people just love when pe- they get to watch someone say what they believe. Yes. Oof. And that's why that's rough too. And that's why and we have to we deal are. with so many and motherfuckers all the time. Here we are. It's yeah. rough. Confident ignorance. Did you just did something just turn on? No, that was a good quote. People do like to hear people just speak honestly and sometimes you don't believe it, but it's like you it locks you in. You're you're captured. Yeah, yeah. I think it's why we uh like watching people lie a lot too. Like when people really believe their lies. It's really interesting it's to watch. <laughs> Yeah. Now I'm trying to think like the last pathological liar I, I saw on my feed and got invested in. I mean, Trump. there are so many. <laughs> you're right, but like I knew he was lying. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. that's it, right? But you know, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Look at you. It's like a car crash. You just can't look away. Like when Trump was tweeting, it's like, you can't stop watching. I know. And that's why it sucks. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, I think there's like some human impulse that's 
that's mixed up in there where you're like, or this this Tate weenie that you know. <laughs> I can't believe I brought him up. Like I feel yeah, just, I feel yeah. gross because of it. I was not expecting to hear that name. No. God, now Maybe I'm thinking we about... should bleep it in the later versions of this. I like so that. it's just like a figurehead. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. no one goes and looks this person up. We shouldn't give him anything. You know what yeah, I mean? It's just like it, we all know somebody like that. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's yeah. there's a million of them yeah, all right. trying to be the most hated guy. You know. <laughs> You're right. Let me ask you a They're question. Competing to be the biggest piece of shit on the block. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's bad. It's a great contest. When you're putting together No Rules, Sandy, are you thinking about the couch? Like, are you thinking, will this music take us to this next level? No, not with this one. Okay. With every other one, yes. Really? Or at least yeah. the last two, maybe. At least yeah. the last two. The first one, not really. But what changes? What changed? I think probably the pandemic also just that it didn't feel authentic in the same like i stand by those two records i'm so like i'm so proud of the people that made that made them the younger versions of us but also like the content and the ideas in those records are so great i do think there was like at least on my part nick has always been kind of outside of this in some ways to a fault in that us. like i have a weird death wish for fame and attention um but i but like this with this one maybe it was the pandemic maybe it was just the fact that we were like coming together and doing this thing that like is at the root of what we've always done which is like trying to impress each other trying to make each other laugh trying to bring joy trying to like be creative and make things that we've never made before and that just felt so much nicer to do than like trying to also like we're too weird <laughs> like we're not going to do that like the reaching thing is wrong like what we need to do is like do our own shit and then like the couch will come to us totally. we can't reach for the couch I think honestly the weirder you are the fucking thing will come yeah, quicker 100% yeah. and I think like for a little bit I was just I just got like in the weeds well and also it's like we talk about it like it's a bad thing but like it's fun like Shooting for straight up pop music is fun. It's like, oh yeah, it's, it's not... like this logic emotion puzzle you're trying to put. I mean, it's like I love it. Yeah, like, but there's two different things. Like that, I'm down with. It was yeah. the, it was the also the like, but I want like the harboring I... of the wish for more. Yeah, I feel like that was more. That maybe it was more you than me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I want to know how you get to a place where you can write a song in 20 minutes, but also you were trying to impress each other before, well, with this record, but what were you doing before in the studio? Was it, was it not impress each other? Was it... Oh, it's the same. Uh, no, I... Here's focus the thing, on one thing? talk about this. Like, I remember in, like, the last one, we made a concerted effort to, like, jam more together in the studio mm. because we had felt like we were starting to lose that thing and we were starting to like just work differently just work a little less like we were thinking a little bit more about macro stuff the shape of the record mm. how something's going to read at a festival what we want our show to feel like we we're thinking about things that weren't maybe just the song in the moment sometimes mm. and i think on top of that you know you know the real difference for me is just i feel like the last two I can still hear an element of coming from a place of fear or scarcity when in the writing. Like, that was also an element. Like, worrying we were going to break it. Do you know what I mean? Meaning, or like, lose it. 
like the, the essence of the entire album or the no, song like like uh like loser careers like like not maybe like here's the thing you do this stuff you have like one thing work out and like for a lot of bands that's the only thing that ever works out true you know what i mean and so after that especially with the second record there was a lot of like oh my god how do we not i used to describe it like like putting your finger out and a hummingbird lands on it and then you're like <gasps> how do i how do i not scare the hummingbird away you know what i mean totally like, like there's a there's a part of that in it where you know you're coming from a, a little bit of a place of like oh we really got to prove this and we got to do something and this to me was the first one where that felt completely gone now it just felt like i love where we're at i love the people who love this music i love how i feel about our relationship artistically i love how i, I love the thing that our band is and I love like trying to make her laugh or like angry, you know. <laughs> emotions are emotions. Yeah, and, exactly. and I, that's maybe the biggest difference is just like we were always there was always in the back of our mind. I think trying to shoot for something outside of making a great record before, and this was the intent was purely for each other's delight. You know? That's really special. By the way, the album is No Rule Sandy. There's a link in the description below. Uh, you guys first met at the Cactus Club? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> what were you doing there? Sandy was opening for my Mountain band, Man. Mountain Man. And uh, and then we were friends on Twitter uh, for years. Yeah. And I asked him to do a remix, and it took him a freaking year. Uh, well... It took you a year. <laughs> In it my took, defense, it took when me I coming back to the Cactus Club and being like, "Where's the remix?" I asked it for you. I asked you for it a year ago. And I was like, "It's hard. It's hard, though." And I was like, "No, it's not." It was. He yeah. wanted it to be perfect. Yeah. I did well. In my defense. Once I nailed it, I sent it in, and then we started a band that now has defined my entire like adult career. So like you know, I feel I stand by it. It's true. What'd you hear in that remix? Also, why'd you request one from him? Because he was good. And it's it's rare to find, like, when you're... It's rare to find, like, one, one like, floor boy. Like, one, like, like guy with a... I'm sorry. That's what I call electronic musicians who are too excited about their show, and so they forget to bring a folding table, so they just put all their pedals <laughs> on the floor. We've all seen the floor boy. Yeah. Um, but, like, one, like, one dude that makes, like, sad instrumental hip-hop... <laughs> <laughs> and he was very good at it uh so i remembered him and then when i i had like a concept of wanting to make like a mountain man remix record which no one on my team cottoned on to even though i asked so many people to do remixes um and when nick sent his in it was just good it was like different and it was larger than the sum of its parts cool so, yeah so i was like we should do that more <laughs> and you did. And we did. <laughs> and and then we became a band. I moved to North Carolina for six months to finish the Sylvan record, and now we've lived there for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Is it important to stay in North Carolina and not, you know, get sucked into the L.A. or New York lifestyle? I mean, we come, we're here all the time. We've been here yeah. as much as we've been home this year. Yeah, like when you live on tour, we spent, like, when it's not a pandemic, we, we are, like, on the road nine months out of the year. A lot, yeah. So it's a pretty great place to rest. Yeah. The pace is different. It's not like living in, like, in New York, the pace of New York is like tour. In L.A., like, 
I don't know what the pace is here, but it is like you can kind it's, of build your, choose your own adventure. Yeah, to choose your own adventure. <laughs> Everything's a secret. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like so we live here like one month out of the year anyway, just cause it's a great place to come and like see all our friends here, be inspired and then be like, bye. But for us too, I think that like, you know, I think that's hurt us in some ways, uh, because we don't hang out with all the cool people, you know, like we don't do the LA thing. Yeah. You, you can't grab the features. Yeah, we don't, or... You know, we do sometimes, but it's not like, we're not like around, you know what I mean? Um, but I think for us, especially, especially now, I can't imagine our artistic life without like the community of people that were around in North Carolina. Um, and there's like a, uh, there's just a total unpretentiousness to the music scene there that feels like anything can happen. And I just cannot imagine giving that up. I think if we toured less, I'd want to be here, New York, London, a little more. But we're out so much and we're here so much that it's like getting to go back to our studio out in the woods. Yeah, that's great. Like, it's just, man, it's really it nice. is the fucking best. Like, that's peaceful. And also, like, you're, you're definitely big shit on King Mountain or whatever it King is. King Fuck Mountain. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you definitely are the biggest people in town and fucking... Where are you oh, North no, Carolina? we have J. Cole. Don't worry. Yeah, we have J. Cole. Uh, oh, yeah. God. You're not beating him. <laughs> so what are you, number two to him? Yeah. I don't know. I don't count. <laughs> where, where, are you, where are you in North Carolina? We're in Durham. Our studio's oh. in Chapel Hill. We're in Durham. Cool. They're pretty close to each other. Yeah. We know. We're on the radio there for a long time. Oh, you yeah. were? Yeah. We've never been there, though. You should come. Come on down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you should come to our studio. I hear like we can sleep is that five be- people like adults in it. So Oh, that's cute. Yeah, you can have a house. Sick. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Betty's Studio, is that the name? Yeah, yeah. Betty's. Nice. Wait, isn't there a song on the album named May 4th or something? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Interludes. We yeah. did Interludes. Oh, we wanted to do, cool. like, a rec- so many of our records have been about, like, we've really curated the spaces of silence between songs. And for this one, since it was so everything all the time... I wanted to make a record that had no silence on it. So Betty's May Fourth, two thousand twenty-two, is just kind of what was happening. Like, I think it, that's me walking out onto the porch and you hooing into the backyard. Well, there was so many. Frogs. It was the day that yeah. we, yeah, it was the night that we sent the masters in. So we wanted to like have something. Yeah, it was from almost the like a timestamp for us. Sending. You know, cool. well, that's, so much like of that, that stuff is that like like the all that stuff, all those voicemails and like voice memos and all that stuff is all from this like tiny window where we wrote the record yeah. so it was like we we just wanted the whole thing felt so stitched together and like scotch tapey anyway and like there was this intimacy to that that again talking about like giving people doors you know like it felt inviting it was like, it felt like the more we did that the more it felt like it was letting people in and mm. and mm. So we just kind of leaned into it, mm. and that one in particular was like right before we finished it. That one in the the, the No Rule Sandy interlude was like the last things we put on it, and they were from the day we sent it in. And we just we just wanted to have that thing where it was like this is when this happened and where, you know, mm-hmm. just as like to further that thing of like putting a pin in the map of like our lives. Well, you know? and like those personal touches help build community. So yeah, that's the whole dream, you know, like like both for us personally with like our friends and like all of our family and friends that are on it and that we see every day. But also I think the more, again, the more detail you give somebody, the more it allows them to feel like they understand the world and they're a part Mm -hmm. of it and feel invited, you know? 
living a life different than touring in a Prius, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I miss the Prius a little bit, though. Yeah. We still, I mean. You probably have a huge bus right now, no? Yeah, we have two. Two. Oh, yeah. casual. Yeah. Do you each have your own bus? No, oh, it's one for us cool? and one for our crew. What oh. if, though? <laughs> you yeah. could. One day. Like, you just get so sick oh my of my God. shit, and you're like, oh. that's it. It would be great. <laughs> I would love it. Are, are you guys playing with a full band now, or just you two? No, it's just, just, us. Two just yeah. you. Do you guys prefer, because I've seen you guys with just you two and the full band, do you prefer one or the other? The full band was for like a like a stunt that we wanted to pull. It sounded great. It was really fun. It felt like more we than had, a stunt so, when we did it. Yeah, sorry. It's kind of a stunt, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just got to like bring all of our friends on tour, which was so fun. Also, because you know the music world, it's so insular, mm -hmm. and like you like kind of you're on this like little traveling like uh, secret hideout or whatever. <laughs> like your bus becomes like your world becomes so small. You're like with your crew, you're the center of it, and when you're a two person band, it like can feel pretty isolating. Mm -hmm. So getting to bring all of our friends in and like create this band with all of our like favorite music makers. It all was of us so going through fun. like TSA, just like absolute <laughs> chaos. Yeah, we made no money, but it was worth it. Was it was so great though. Yeah, and we got to play like Walt Disney Concert Hall. That's so it cool. Was, like, it was so chill. Yeah. But it like, it, it was crazy. That was just such a, it was cool because it almost like externalized our own band for us. And it was mm -hmm. like we got to see what it meant to like our friends and other people in a different way, mm. you know. And so coming back to like this this run, it informed so much of it and so much of this record where it like totally like cracked the knuckles of the band in a way where it was like, OK, yeah, like let's have Sam play a saxophone solo on this. Let's like, like it's just, it felt like anything could happen. And coming back to the duo felt like heightened, like we rebuilt the show from the ground up and made it way jammier and like more like different night to night. And then yeah. like, like there was something about recentering it with just the two of us, like especially after all this time of not doing a show, just the two of us yeah. felt like, man, we just felt, like, it felt like coming out swinging. It felt so good. Energetically, it's so fun to come back to two. Mm -hmm. Cause then it's just like ping, 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 yeah. ping, like, and that, that's so fun. Also, it like looks punk still to just be two people two making a there. huge amount of sound. Like, here's my two little tables, all these wires. Yeah, and like slamming <laughs> around, <laughs> like yard sale on yeah, stage. Yeah, it's really fun. It's pretty amazing. God, where are you doing a show in LA soon? No, uh, no, no, no. We're we, not going to tour this album. We are, but like we're on tour with Odessa, right? Yeah. Now. Here's the thing: so. like we we wrote like we told Odessa we would open their tour, and then we wrote a record, and we were like, let's put it out. So we're out. so like it's got it's like the timing is interesting, and in that like we're just going to be like on tour with Odessa we're on until this crazy sold out arena tour for like the next like until October, basically. Yeah. Does it feel weird when you guys walk into arenas? You're like, what the, like what? We're we're playing an arena tonight. Like, arenas are so weird. It is very interesting to play arenas. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel. And also, we haven't, <laughs> also we haven't opened a tour since in like, like 2015, yeah. 2016. Yeah. It's fun because we're in front of people who don't know who we are, which like rules. We used to be really good at opening. That was like our bread and butter. Yeah. You just like go in and like fucking dom the shit out of a crowd. You're like, listen to my songs. <laughs> <laughs> <It's just> fun. 
Uh, but we haven't done it in so long, so it's like I almost feel like it's like I'm I'm more about to enter like a like a working out getting stuff done montage, you know, where it's like like punching the bag and like like yeah, keep, it's sick. Know. Yeah, and like in our show, I mean the Odessa show is a Insane. true like feat of of like ingenuity and time code and engineering. It's so crazy. It's so beautiful. But like we're like a weird we're like little worms compared to like the thing like their thing it's is like, like titanium and we're like little human guys. <laughs> hey <laughs> Hey everyone. Yeah, yeah hey, how everyone? about this toe tapper? <laughs> yeah. Here's a fun one. It's it's cool, but it like yeah, it's it's a whole new thing. I lo- it's my favorite part about this life that we lead in that like it's always changing. Yeah. You There's always, always new shit. You keep figuring out one thing, and then the minute you have it figured out, you get flipped into this new version of it that you don't know anything about. Yeah. So, like, it's been really, even over the last three, like, we just did three with them in Seattle, like, their their hometown run. And it was at this, like, massive, like, the, the, the climate place pledge the Sonics arena. used to play. Like, you know? Um, <laughs> That's the name. I think cli- it, that is the name, isn't it? The Climate Pledge Arena. Yeah, yeah it it's is. the most... Uh, it's the, the most. It's the cleanest and most uh, eco-friendly arena. <laughs> crazy, but we did three nights, and it was like it was crazy. Like the first night, it was like we got off stage, we're like, okay, all right, and we had just done like a headlining run where it was like every night was like high fives and like champagne, like you know whatever. And then we get to do this, and it was like we did this like forty-five minute super tight set and come off, and we're like, okay, all right. <laughs> Next night, we were like. Rearrange the set a little bit. We're getting like, it, yeah, okay, it. all right. And then the last night we were like, fuck yeah, You're like you we're know? awesome. But it, it's well, then like, it's a new like, city and a whole new stage, right? Yeah, and it's like trying to find, trying to figure out how to communicate the thing that makes our band make sense in all of these new spaces is like endlessly fun to me. It's like it, such a cool challenge. Exactly. I feel like this is like the lesson that I'm learning this year is about somehow we have a band as a band have like elbowed our way into all of these like strange mainstream spaces. LeVar Burton like, presented us at the Grammys. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, like and then we gave that? out awards there. This that like makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. And it's so <laughs> weird and silly. And we're like constantly like that's what we're learning in this moment is like how like, why are we here? What are we doing? What how does do it we feel like? How do we here? do this? How do we do the honesty? Like, how do we yeah. actually be the thing that makes people like our band? Yeah, but here's you, the thing. You know? Like, I mm. think we need to work on being more mysterious. I think we're actually too honest. Ah, <laughs> That's why see? I recently Less. changed my Instagram bio to mysterious bitch, which I think totally works. <laughs> it does. It's I more. Feel... It's the most mysterious I've ever been. <laughs> I have a problem. If people ask me questions, I like really answer. <laughs> we'll just scrap the entire interview. Yeah, please do. Yeah. I've already asked way too much. <laughs> talking about the couch. Jesus Christ. Well, we're talking about put me on there. Yeah, maybe we can just bleep out everything you say. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, just fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know, you tell me. Ooh. The, the last question I have is: have you ever like the music is a little weird, and which is what it makes the music the music. But have you ever? found yourself being like, this is too weird. Like, this is too weird for even us. We shouldn't do this. No. No, I mean, I I think there's stuff that doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, if it doesn't work. If it's not like, that's the thing. Everything that we've made that we've both been like excited about, we've finished and has come out as a Selvan song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we like either run out of gas or it's just not very good or it's like weird in a way that isn't fun. 
you know, or like doesn't doesn't. Or it's do weird it, for weird's sake, like when you're like, mm. yeah, yeah, and you're like, this just isn't. What's it reaching for? It's yeah. just reaching towards alienation. Or it, you it can tell fun. that when you started it, you were actually like trying to recreate another thing, which is yeah. never a cool way to start anything, you know. But you mm. maybe didn't notice. No. Yeah. So it's not that it's not weird. It's just not good, and it doesn't yeah, come out. It's just not good. Yeah. Exactly. Makes sense. Weirdness. I feel like we've put out some incredibly weird songs, but I think they work because they still you can still sing them. Which ones? Which ones are weird? I don't think they're that weird. Your reality is really. Your reality weird. is the weirdest <laughs> thing we've ever put out. Would you How ever you go know? back and rework something that you scrapped? No, because it's like move on. You know? Yeah, I, we yeah. have some folders of like so- also like the danger is cooking it. You know, like when you hear a song that a friend made where you're like, oh, man, you were done this for eight months and it yeah. sounds like it yeah. <laughs> and it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Well, like, also, I think like even when we started working on this one, you're done. like yeah. right out the gate, uh, each time each of us did this where like we'd start something and be like, hey, what about remember that beat from the whatever? And the other one would have to be like, no old shit. It would always like, be just me. Don't. I did that. I did it. Because there's one? a couple of beats that I've been dying to use that I just aren't think aren't going to be a thing. But oh well, you should just give them to somebody else. That's the other thing. Is like sometimes Sandy makes beats and I just don't want to write on them. <laughs> Does that hurt your feelings? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, it's like I don't I don't write dark. lyrics and melodies, so I, I I can't even be like, all right, well I'll do it because like I would suck. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah, going to be bad. If I yeah. Do like it. sometimes I write shit that Sandy doesn't like. True, yeah. Yeah, and that yes, hurts my feelings all the time. Less often. Let's get real. <laughs> yeah, well, like, what's the last note you gave on lyrics? Note. Suggestion? Uh, honestly, oh, it's No, usually, I think you're right. <laughs> it's Sorry. usually... I mean, we do this to each other all the time, but it's just like... This is a thing we both do. But, like, there was a song on the record where she wrote this thing, like, really fast, and it was very honest and personal. Ugh. And I was like, that is amazing. And she was like, well, don't get married to it. I'm rewriting all that. And I was like, okay. And then I rewrote the whole thing. And she sang it. And I was like, I'm going to play you the first version of this. And then I'll play you the one you just did. And you tell me that we shouldn't use the first one. Oh, wow. So you let her give herself the note. No, he was no, totally giving No, I was being a dick about giving, it. But. Yeah, he was being <laughs> an <laughs> asshole. But he was right. You know, oh, and like, okay. and that's the thing. That's the thing that's like, it's one of the things that I love about our collaboration is that like, we can always say what we feel. That's the way it needs it's to be. Never, yeah, and that's the thing. Like when we're arguing about a song, we're always arguing about the song. And that's the thing. When we've gotten lost in our process in the past, it's when we stop fighting with each other. Mm. It's when we like accidentally start just accommodating, mm. and that's when the music starts to suck, because we like because it loses the friction. It loses the edge. Tension yeah. breeds art, baby. One hundred percent. And also like. We both make shitty work sometimes. You know what I mean? Like me, way more than you. But like, no, I, and do like it too. I, I, I value. Like, she knows my artistic voice better than anybody. So when I make something and I'm excited about it, I bring her to her, and she's like, "I don't know, man." Like, I have to hear that yeah. because, like, I know that she's a fan of what I do. Like, and I know that what she wants is for me to not half-ass it. And, like, somewhere in there, I know that I kind of would, like, cut a corner, you know? Yeah. Like, there's mm. <laughs> this beat in, like, fall of 2020 or something. I was all excited. I was like, babe, this is, this is going to be huge. Come on. And she was, she listened to it, and then she was like, I was like, you know, she takes the headphones off, and I'm like, what's up? You got something? She's like, I don't know. I mean, it's good, but... It doesn't fuck the pandemic, you know? And I was like, 
such an accurate burn. That, that was fun because that became like the level of like everything you needed to fuck the pandemic. It's like, the new on, bar. Are you, are you, yeah. What are we doing here? Is this? Are you like? Are we? Are you fucking the pandemic? Are you fucking the, the pandemic? Are you bringing it like it's the end days or not? What are we? What? What are we doing? <laughs> On that note, wow, that's Sorry. poorly timed cough. Uh, um, your reality is a little strange, isn't it? Now oh, thinking yeah. about it, yeah, it was, it's yeah. a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. It is really weird. It is really strange. Yeah, it's that's fun. the one where we it's have starting, different. It's yeah. starting. It's starting to re- like. I love it too because people are getting a little mad about it on the internet which i love because they don't like it yeah or they're like what is this yeah which, which is I, perfect which is great yeah, honestly when i first heard it i that was my thought it was like what what is this what I is know. happening yeah like what's happening here i can tell from your face yeah <laughs> you nailed it art creates conversation i'm gonna play that song right Here's now the thing, though, like that's my that's like my favorite thing i think that's my favorite song we've made right now yeah it's a good one hmm. well, that's your reality we're gonna play it right there. Oh, perfect! But also, <laughs> you should listen to No Rules, Sandy. No Rules, Sandy. No Rules, we try Sandy. With all the different emphases. No Rules, Sandy. No. No Rules, rules Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> There's a link in the description below if you want to listen to it. Uh, you good? I think we covered a lot. Yeah, Sylvan Esso from a video game, right? Oh, so true. Yeah, probably everyone asks you about that shit. It's not really from a video game. Don't do this. Wait, what? It's got to be mysterious. Don't do wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry, I can't. Wait, what? Sorry, never mind. <laughs> have you, like, have you planted a lie? It's only half a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still a lie. Fuck. <laughs> when we're done here, we'll tell you. I wow. think we can say it now. No, we can't. No, absolutely th- not. No. At this point, well, are you kidding I think kidding we can. Me? Absolutely not. Well, no? Okay, then never no mind. Sorry. What about the mystery? Mystery. Can't do oh, shit. This is a perfect <laughs> avenue for mystery, and you're oh shooting God, in the thank foot. thank you so much. <laughs> never mind. Mysterious bitch forever. <laughs> Sylvanessa, everybody. <laughs> hey, beautiful human. You made it through our conversation with Sylvanessa. I really appreciate it. Now, please share our podcast with those you care about. Hit subscribe and let us know who we should interview next. We're all ears. At Zach Sang Show on any form of social media, please reach out and be safe. Hug your family if you can and do not go to jail. Have a great day. I'll talk to you real soon. Peace and love. Today's show is hosted and executive produced by Zach Sang. It was also executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zolot, Joshua Russack, and Olivia Rudensky. Music by James Ashuto. Senior producer, Caitlin Plummer. Associate producer, Eve Bishop. Production sound mixing on today's show was done by Alex Goins, Nico Pierce, and Joseph Hartshorn. Sound mixing was done by Daniel Chavez-Crook and Ivan Wayman. Post-production manager was Caroline Rude. Production manager was Michelle Dorostock. And our production coordinator was Bryce Herless. And that was an episode of The Zach Sang Show. Talk to you soon. <laughs>